Blog Talk Radio. Circumstances can't stop me, and neither will they block me. Today I feel unmovable. Nothing's impossible. To walk on water, to calm the sea, to speak to mountains, I can be free. Good morning, everyone. This is Dawn Marie of The Process 319 and The Process 319 Unleashed. I hope everybody is having a great day. You know, as I say always, we get a do-over today. So if you didn't get it right yesterday, if you didn't get it right five minutes ago, guess what? God gives us the ability to get it right right now. So I'm excited to be with you guys yet again today on the show this Thursday, August 20th on The Process 319 Unleashed with Dawn Marie. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day as you're driving to work this morning, as you are preparing for your day. If you happen to be listening to this show uh, on demand or at a different time, I truly hope you had a great day and that you are excited about what God has planned for your life. Well, as you know, we always open up with a word of prayer asking God to come in and be the honored guest to completely speak through me about what he wants said to you to you today. So, yeah, I pray that I will only say what God would put in my spirit to say to you. So, let's go ahead and Uh, enter in and hear what God is saying. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now this morning for being God. We thank you for allowing us to wake up and see another day. We thank you for allowing us to have a do-over today. You know, we don't always get it right, but thank you for your grace and your mercy that covers us, that sheds its love abroad in us. Father God, we thank you that even though we don't get it right, we can submit to you. We can come to you and confess our sins and know that you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, we so thank you and we so bless you for that. We understand that we are to be holy and to live holy as you are holy. We understand, Father God, that we are to allow the spirit of the word of God to wash us clean. It is not about what we think, but only about what you think. Father God, as we come, we submit ourselves to your word, not to religion, not to man, but to the spirit and power and the authority that your word does bring in the earth. So we thank you again today for watching over us and allowing us to have that do-over. Father God, as I minister this, your word this morning, 
I pray that it would only have the effect that you would desire it to have. We know that you watch over your word to perform your word. We know that your word does not return void. And I pray that someone under the the sound of my voice will make a decision today regarding your word. In other words, they'll make a decision to come to know Christ or they'll make a decision to grow up in the things of God. They will make a decision about your word in their life today. So I thank you, Father God, for who you are. Bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know, last week we had a very interesting discussion. We just kind of talked about some of the things that were on my heart and where God is taking us. You know, today I've really looked at um, how I was looking at this word, and we're going from milk to meat. Isn't it about time? Isn't it about time that we go from the milk of the word to the meat of the word? Because I'm noticing or I'm hearing a lot of people um, walk around in their pride or in their uh, longevity in the word. You know, I've been saved 15 years or I've been saved uh, 10 years or 5 years or 25 years or 30 years, yet that really doesn't mean anything. You know, I was in the Word for many years and never really got it. I mean, I knew the Word and I did my best to obey the Word, but there was something missing in my life. There was something that was void of, I would say, true relationship, and that is I had the Word of God in my head. I could, I was academically astute in the Word of God. I was astute in the doctrines of God as far as what I believe, what I've been taught, what God had placed in my spirit. But there was something in me that prevented me from going higher. And I had a true heart's desire to seek the face of the Father. I wanted all that the Word of God had to offer. I wanted everything that God promised me, even though I was often taught against certain things. I was taught against the um, indwelling or the infilling or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was told and taught that that did not exist anymore. Um, So I didn't want it. But then I really wanted God. So I would go to God and I kept asking questions and praying. And then I would meet people that were baptized but with this... um, of Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues and everything, and their lives weren't any worse than mine. And in fact, some of them, some of, many of them had a level of power and authority that I could only dream of. And then I noticed that there was a place of faith, the faith in the Word of God, not just um, waiting for God to do something. So what am I saying? I'm saying that it's not just knowing the word and, oh, I know the address to where that scripture is, but it is truly in my heart or it it is in my spirit, man, that I have received that word. Um, Not out of my intellect do I know it. Not out of my intellect do I know, okay, God is God, he can do. I personally know what it is to me. And then we need to understand that we are flesh and we have a spirit which makes a very big deal as we're moving into the word of God. Why is this important? Because as we talked about earlier a few months ago back in June about where we are in our relationship with God in society, people don't want God or they have a knowledge of God, but they have no 
relationship with God. They have chosen him as or Christianity as their way of expressing God, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they have a relationship with God. Uh, many scriptures in the word of God say that my sheep hear my voice. In other words, those that are belonging to me, those that are mine, hear my voice. And then we'll look at scriptures today that talk about the obedience. Which relationship to God becomes obedience? And we know that the the word of God says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Um, We don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. And we do that every day. Sometimes we do it intentionally. Sometimes we do it unintentionally. So as we are going from milk to meat, what I want to focus on today is our spirit man, our spirit man. You know, um, many times we get, as I said before, we get the word of God in our head, and it has to logically make sense. Well, no, it doesn't, because we know that our ways are not God's ways or God's ways are not our ways. So it's never what we think makes sense. It's what God says makes sense. And if we know anything about the word of God, we know that God doesn't use our reasoning. In other words, the Bible says that God will use the foolish things of the wise to confound the wicked, or he'll use those foolish things. He says the first shall become last, and the last shall become first. In other words, we the way God may do it may not be the way we have done. So we must take the word of God and that knowledge that we acquire, and then we have to go back to God and say, okay, God, how do you want me to apply this? How do I do that? And we have to do it out of our spirit, man. As we feed the spirit of God, the word of God, the spirit of God on the inside of us is going to begin to come alive. And so how does that help? Remember, Everything that Jesus was ever going to do was already done. Everything that he's going to do is already done. It's up to us to receive what he did. Remember, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, we are admonished that that it is not uh, – this faith that we live, the salvation that we have, is a free gift of God, not of ourselves that we should boast, but it is a gift that God gave us through Christ. Christ is our gift. That gift is what? He paid the price for our sin. If we understand sin, going back to the beginning of the book in Genesis chapters uh, 1 through 3, I say it that way because we want to look at all of creation because in there, even before God created humans, he spoke in his, he spoke their destiny in the earth. He said, let us make man in our image. We see that in like chapter one. We see it in chapter two. But it's not until those later chapters that we see the actual forming of male and female. Okay? So we understand right there what God's original intent was. God's original intent. It's not about a feeling what we think well, oh, I love this person, love that person. What was God's original intent for his creation? He said, be fruitful and multiply. So now we have to take the spirit of what he was saying and say, okay, God, how do I appropriate that? 
with what you've given me in my life, what you've called me to do. I'm a foot, I'm a hand in the body of Christ. So what does that mean? What does that look like? Uh, Many times, as I said before, people will say, oh, I've been saved 15 years or 5 years or 25 years or 30 years. That means nothing if we're not seeking God for the spirit, the spirit. So let's look at some scriptures. I know um, many of you know the scripture in John, the book of the Gospel of John, chapter 4. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Chapter 4, and we're going to look at verses 23 and 24. He says, but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. The true worshipers. First of all, our life should be a life of worship. Everything that we do is worship. It's service. It's honor. It's homage to God for what he's done, for who he is. Our life, it's not worship is no more singing songs than sitting in a car is driving it if it's in the garage. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. The The word of God is a living. It's a living, breathing book. It's a constitution of our rights in the kingdom. But we gain those rights through the word and the spirit because we want to make sure that we're walking in light. We're walking in power. We're walking in illumination. Uh, the world should not have more knowledge than we do. We should because we're getting our information from God himself. And, yes, we can know him. And we know this because if you look at, you don't have to turn it there now, but look at Jeremiah 29, verses 13 and 14. We always want to quote how he has a good plan for our life, but we fail to quote the fact that he wants to know us. He wants us to seek him. He wants us to go, God, where are you? I need you right now. Or, God, where are you? I just want to love on you. We have to search for him so that we can sense him in our life each and every day. We all know when we've been in the presence of the almighty God. So we we see here that we know that we must worship him in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him, and God is a spirit. To relate to God in my spirit. I cannot relate to God and minister to God and worship God out of my flesh. That's why there are times when you just can't sing two or three songs. And sometimes the songs that you have planned to sing, you might want to change those songs. Why? Because God is spirit, and we want to worship him in his spirit. We need to begin to go and seek the mind of God. How do we do that through worship, through our life? Can he trust us with his word? Can he trust us with what he's telling us to do? That's why obedience is so important. That's why if we're not obedient, to the word of God, which is the will of God, then we'll never operate truly in the plans and purposes that God has for our life. Because why? Why would he? He can't trust us with anything because we're not willing to be obedient. We want all the blessings of God, but we don't want to do the things that get the blessings. We want to run, as I heard someone say, we want to run to seek the goal, meaning 
How much money can I make? Where's the money, the power, the prestige? But we never seek the one who can provide all of that at the blink of an eye. We don't need to pursue those things. So we must remember that we want to worship God out of our spirit. How do we do that? You push past your flesh when you begin to get tired, when you run out of words. You just begin to push past. And that's when we begin to halal God and barak God and wave our hands. Everything that we do, our body is a living sacrifice. Our body should worship God because our worship releases a a sweet aroma to the Lord. So in other words, does God know how you smell? How do you smell? And does he know your voice print in the earth? He's omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing. He's everywhere. But he should still be able to hear our particular voice print in the atmosphere to accomplish that which what he wants to accomplish. So the next that I want you to look at is um, John chapter 6, verse 33. John 6, 33. And again, I'm reading out of the English Standard Version this week. Everyone knows that I like to use several different translations because I want to see how they're translating it. What words have they used so that we can really get a full full meaning of the word of God. You know, he uses people, good, bad, and otherwise, to uh, break down the etymology of words and to uh, research uh, historical events to give us the word. So God will speak to different people and give them an enlightenment that maybe someone else didn't have. So I believe it's always good to uh, have uh, more than one to get a, a good reference idea. And it also helps us know okay, I'm on the right track there. I'm not too far to the left or to the right in my understanding of the word of God. So hopefully that will help you. So let's go on and look at John 6, verse 33. John 6 and verse 33. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and read that for you right here. And it says, uh, I'm starting at 32. Jesus then said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, It was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. You see, it is Christ that comes down. He gives that life to us, but we activate that through our spirit man. Because remember, we must worship God in spirit and in truth. And the spirit gives life. The Spirit gives life, okay? So then we look at, um, I want to take a brief pick at Romans 7. I'm not going to go there completely, but Romans 7 lets us know that even though I'm living this life, there's going to be times where I, my spirit man really wants to obey. It's that moral compass. It's that moral compass that keeps you from, you know, cussing somebody out. Or in some cases, you know, nowadays, probably beating somebody down. It's that moral compass that you're going to go to God for in your spirit. It governs you. But then we also know that we don't always do that. We know that we don't do what we want to do, and we tend to find it very easy to do what we don't want to do because the flesh loves to sin. So we have to kill it, and we kill it by not succumbing to the emotions. We don't want to do that. 
Okay, and then I want us to go over and look at First Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen. Chap First Corinthians two, verse fourteen. Now, when I first read this scripture many, many years ago, I always thought they were talking about the unsaved Christian. That is so not true. He is talking to Paul, is talking to the believers in this particular case. He's talking to people who are in the body of Christ, and he's tired of their their shenanigans because they're just not, they're, they're, they're divisive, they're not. Uh, uh, acting like Christians, you know, uh, he really wanted them to get their act together. Uh, they were divided. They were they were prideful. Um, they were not coming together for the advancement of the kingdom. He wanted them to stop trying to outdo the next person and really to build up their faith for those who are weak and that they could be true witnesses for the the unbeliever. So when we're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses uh, 14, 1 Corinthians 2, 14, then we can understand that he is not talking to the unbeliever and that the, the believer can operate in their flesh, and that's not going to help us. So we're going to look at verse 14, the natural person, in other words, your flesh, the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit, capital S. Many times people will hear the word of God, but will not believe the word of God because they're in their flesh. For example, somebody might believe, well, I still have to lie in order to get in this world today. You know, God understands. That's not God. That's a natural thought. Because God said, don't lie. He says, be ye holy for I am holy. And you can't be if you're lying. You know, well, God understands if I cheat on my wife, my wife isn't doing this or that, or my husband isn't doing A or A or B. No, you don't. That's a lie. Even when the people say, people, God wants me happy. Well, he may want you happy, but never outside of his word. God has given us clear guidelines, clear understanding, okay? So let's go on. Uh, He says, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. See, when we are in the spirit, when we take the word of God that we've studied and we've hidden it in our heart so we don't sin against him, then we're going to be able to spiritually discern the word. We're going to be able to know that does not sound like God. Why? Because we're looking at what the word of God says, and then we're looking at the spirit. What was God's mind on that? What was his intent on that? Did he mean that this way or did he mean that that way? We're getting God's mind. We're able to go in and connect with him in our spirit. Because remember, God is spirit. And he put a spirit on the inside of us to work with. And when we have that spirit of God and we have learned to submit and go from the milk. I mean, we shouldn't have to tell you not to cuss, fuss, and, and, and fornicate and commit adultery. There are just certain things that as the, in the body, we should be beyond that. 
You know, we shouldn't have to have somebody break everything down. We should be able to go and seek the mind of God, not only for uh, the word, but for how we live. How do we apply it? What does it mean? Where do I go with that? How do I move forward? You see, what's going on in the earth? We should be able to go in and decipher and understand the, uh, uh, of, of how God is manifesting the word of God today. How can we see? <coughs> A good example of that <coughs> is the RFID chip, which many are calling the mark of the beast because it's going to allow you to purchase goods and do what you do. Well, there's a prominent minister now that's saying that it's okay to mark of the beast because you will still be able to go to heaven. Well, that's because the same believer believed in predestination, that God already knows who's going to be saved. Jesus already knows who's going to be saved and who's not. Therefore, you can get the mark of the beast and still go to heaven. Well, that totally uh, uh, rejects what we know in the book of Revelations that talks about those that get the mark. No, we have to learn to stand right now. We have to learn to know how to connect in the spirit so that we will know what someone is teaching and not teaching. The spirit gets hungry. The spirit gets hungry for the word of God, for the Spirit of God, for that sweet fellowship in God. Not being spooky and every word out of your mouth is thus saith the Lord, but we should be able to rightly divide the word of truth based on wisdom. Now, we know it says um, that we have to worship God in spirit and in truth. It's the truth of the word of God, the truth of what it's done for us, the truth of how the manifestation of all of God's promises have come through us. I am always amazed at um, how fast our time goes by. So I want you to think about that, and we're going to hopefully continue this on. This is so important because we need, especially in this day and hour, we have to know how to go to God. Seek the mind of God and find out how he desires for us to bring forth his kingdom in the earth. What does he need to manifest his kingdom in the earth? I remember someone a long time ago said, it doesn't matter if God is pre-trip, post-trip, or mid-trip. At the end of the day, we have to be ready. And if we are not ready with having the word of God hidden in our hearts, Living holy, submitting to the word and will of God, submitting to our leader, then there's going to be a problem. Remember, we just read it, 1 Corinthians 2.14, that the natural man cannot understand the things of the spirit. It is majorly, majorly important then that each and every one of you submits to know the spirit of God and the word of God. Get the mind of God and not operate in your flesh. It doesn't matter anymore how long you've been saved. You should be spiritually astute to be able to know what's going on in the earth today and what God is saying. If you don't have any relationship with God whatsoever, then I want you to accept Christ today. I invite you to ask God in as your personal Savior. 
And you're no longer going to do things the way you used to, but you're going to do things the way God wants you to. And you're going to operate out of your spirit. If you've been saved, if you are saved, we're going to move the word from our head into our heart and begin to move and function out of our heart system. As I play the theme for this show, I want you to listen to the words and understand the power behind what serving God, believing God, submitting to God really does. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys next week and teaching. Look for us on Tuesday's show at 5 a.m. 8 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 Central. I look forward to seeing you guys soon. Love you. Take care. Bye-bye. Two mountains, I can be free, just be me. Mountains, I can be free just being me.